Welcome back to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. It's your boy Tavares, and it is just myself today. So you guys are going to have to bear with me because this topic that we are coming with, that I am coming with, might be a little controversial, you know, just a little bit, maybe a tad. Um, definitely would have needed my wife on this one, <laughs> but our schedules are just all over the place. So getting this done, you know, so we can have an episode for you guys ready on Thursday. But if you're new, I want to thank you for checking out the channel. Thank you for checking out our podcast for the first time. Um, I pray that you enjoy it. You'll consider listening to more episodes that will help you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, um, whatever way that you need it. And I pray that it challenges you. If you're on Apple, I can, uh, you know, implore you to consider leaving a five-star review. Um, if you have any complaints, shoot me an email, a DM, however we can fix it. But I know y'all are listening. Every time I ask, leave that review. So go ahead and leave that review. Um, and then we'll just, you know, and God will bless you for it. <laughs> but I want to dive into today's episode. And as you can tell from the title, Saved and Sexy. So that sounds a bit bit interesting um uh, but i definitely want y'all to stay with me <laughs> i don't want to go too crazy you know the first thing i want to definitely mention you know is you know questions that people may have on this you know is it wrong to be saved and be sexy you know quote unquote um does god care how we look um are we placing too much emphasis on what people are wearing and not on the less in the hearts of those watching or is this something that we're only focusing on women you know so this is something I want to just mention a few things. Hopefully, I'm not making an episode too long, but I'm hoping that it gets people thinking, studying, um, searching yourself to see if, you know, maybe you're doing wrong or maybe you're not, you know, but it'll relate to someone. And I don't want you being messy listening to this episode and thinking about that one person in church that needs to hear it. No, maybe you're the person that needs to hear it, you know. (laughs) So the first thing I want to mention is, um, you know, we, we definitely have to get like a basic definition of what it means when someone is saying that's sexy, you know, or she's sexy, he's sexy. Um, and, and you know, some people say that about cars, you know, I'm not talking about in that situation because that just means a nice looking car. What I'm saying is when we're saying someone is sexy, what we're saying is they are provocative, erotic, tempting, or basically sexually attractive, you know, so it's, it's more than just, you know, they're cute. You know, many of you are thinking, what's wrong with me being attractive? Why, 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 why are you saying I can't be attractive? No, that's not where we're going. You know, we don't want anyone in here feeling, you know, that they shouldn't be attractive or desiring or they shouldn't desire a, a spouse that they find attractive. You know, you should. Those are both healthy things. You know, so I hope you listen to the end so I can clear this all up because the topic alone, the title of the video, someone is probably going to, you know, come in with a defensive spirit, you know. But I want to make it clear, we're not talking about people being beautiful or handsome or attractive. You know, we're talking about presenting yourself in a sexual manner. Two different things. Not Tavares is good looking and Tavares is sexy. No, two different things. Not Safa is good looking, Safa is sexy. No, no, no. Two different avenues. So the first thing I want to mention to you all, and I want to make this clear, God's will isn't for you to look ugly. You know, so I definitely want you guys to grasp that. I don't want you to feel as though I'm saying, you know, I'm I'm diving in this and, and I'm I'm trying to judge people. No, no, no. God does not want his children looking ugly. The Bible mentions in Psalms 139, 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. 
So we see from this verse, you know, that David is talking about that God created us in a specific way. He was intentional, you know, in the way that he made us. And David is saying, you know, he's thankful, you know, he's thankful for how God made him. And he's praising God for the way that he made him. God, not, not because David felt that he was better than anyone, but David understood that God formed us, you know, from the dust, you know, he was, he was meticulous. Like he had a specific plan in mind when he created us, you know, we believe that everything that God creates is beautiful in their own way. You know, so just because I may not think that person is my type and I rather it's tougher than another woman, that, but that doesn't mean that other woman is ugly. Or just because you desire a man that looks a certain way, if you're a lady, um, you desire a man look a certain way. That doesn't mean that the other guys you're not attracted to are ugly. It just means that's you know not what you're attracted to. You know, so I want to make it clear that God's will isn't for any of us. You know, walking around thinking that we're, you know, we need to be hideous. You know, it's something that I think people don't really understand. Um, maybe the older generation more, but your spiritual life isn't automatically higher if you have old clothes and you don't believe in pedicures. Like, sis, that does not make you more saved than someone else because you've never been to a nail salon. You're not more spiritual because of that. You're not anointed because you made yourself look unattractive, because you could afford something, you know, whatever, some at, at a high-end store, and then you're just like, nah, I'm, I'm good at Ross. You, you're not just more spiritual because you got it from TJ Maxx. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm not saying TJ Maxx is a low-end store. I will, I will gladly walk in there, and I don't care about who wants to judge me. You know what I'm saying? But I want us to understand that we're not more spiritual if our clothes are old and we have a hole in it. That's not what the Bible means by be holy. That is not what God had in mind, you know? So don't think being anointed means being unattractive. You know, Jesus himself said we shouldn't try to look rough in order to appear spiritual because people will do that. People will get the impression that they have to look, they have to look like something is wrong for God to be using them. And that's not how God operates. You know, we see in Matthew 6 and 16, when Jesus is speaking about fasting to them, Jesus said, you know, when you fast, they shouldn't be you know, they shouldn't have a certain appearance to them. He told them, don't look depressed or miserable or have your face down or, you know, basically look drained or whatever it is, you know, how people may do when they're fasting because, you know, your body's weak. But he's saying that these people are intentionally trying to look bad, you know, so people can know that they're fasting. Oh, that brother must be on a 40 day fast. Look at him. Look at him. He just looks so overwhelmed. No, like stop trying to get attention to spiritual things, you know, so we don't need you know, to do the most in order for people to think we're spiritual. The goal is not for people to think we're spiritual. The goal is to have a relationship with God. You know, so holiness doesn't mean dressing like, you know, you're an old bishop. You know, you're only a 21-year-old guy and you're dressing like you're a 57-year-old bishop or, you know, being one of the church mothers from the 90s. You have your big hat on. You got your stocking. You didn't forget your slip and your shorts. Listen, I... <laughs> I should have probably had Safa on there because I know I'm going to get myself in trouble. But <laughs> those are some things that, yeah, God bless them. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, you know, but there are some people who think their suits or their long skirts means they're living holy. There are people that really are that delusional or really have such a, I, I, I don't want, delusional is the wrong way to put it. But there's some people that really have a small view of holiness that they think is just those specific things, you know? And I mean, I'm not saying that God isn't pleased. I'm all for it, especially you're covered, you're honoring God, you're doing these things to please God. I am all for it. But don't you know you can dress that way and still be in sin? You can have on the three-piece suit, the tie, 
you're over here judging the new age pastor, um, the, this new generation pastor in their skinny jeans, but you have on the three-piece suit and you're living in sin, it, that's very much possible. You know, you can dress that way and still be the, the person, you know, sleeping with half the girls in the church. You could be that sister. You could be that 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 lady with the longest skirt and you send the nudes to everybody in the, in, in the, in the congregation. You know, so that, it, that that's not that's not constituting a life of holiness. It's way more than just those simple things, you know. So while you're judging a woman that's curvy and you're doing the same thing that you're accusing her of, you know, so modest, modesty and honoring God should be our goal in what we are wearing. Ultimately, that should be the goal that I'm aiming to be modest, that I'm aiming to honor God. That should be the number one focus. You know, and modesty is a big topic that isn't going to be covered today. I think when we go on our YouTube channel, um, that's something that we can probably target, you know, probably easier, like because you can actually see visuals of what we're trying to say. Um, but that's definitely a topic for another day, you know, especially because I believe I believe this can this podcast episode can go two different ways. You know, really is because modesty is something that can be very subjective, you know, or it depends on your culture. How I look in Florida is not the same way that the, the guy or girl in Wisconsin is going to look who's also pleasing God because they're dressing different because of the climate or you're dressing different because of the culture in Africa, Indonesia, wherever you're listening from. You know, so I definitely know it can be very subjective, but ultimately our aim is to glorify God with our bodies and what we wear, you know, and I do want to address those people because I know there are some of you ladies that fall into this categories, um, mainly women, but, you know, some guys who fall into this category, but some people really can't help how they look. You know, we all know that lady out there that she has enough curves for three people. Like she can give you some of her curves and she still looks better than you. We understand that those women exist. We know there are some guys that bro has muscles in his fingernail. We know those guys exist. Like one of my boys at church, I'd be looking like, man, I'd be, I'm in the gym every day. I don't look nothing like this, bro. Like, why are your arms this big? You know what I mean? So we understand that there are some people that just are naturally built a certain way, you know, and it's not fair for me to say, Ah, oh, no, cover it up. Don't, you know what I mean? I'm, that's not the heart behind this episode. You know, we know you cannot control how you look, but the, the goal is understanding this. There's a huge difference between having a nice body and flaunting a nice body. So it's one thing to look great. It's another thing to want to make sure everybody knows you look great. Everybody knows that you're you're a size double D. Everybody knows that you got the biggest uh, biceps in the world. It's a huge difference, you know. So in your efforts to look appealing, we should be mindful of what we're doing. Always be mindful. You should at least attempt to be covered. You know, and I know I sound like somebody's dad or maybe your pastor that you're ignoring or maybe the youth group leader that you don't want to listen to, but it's the truth anyhow. You know, so just because, sis, I know you're poking, I, I, we all know, but that does not mean all of your pictures need to be side views. Come on, sis. God is good. Side view. Come on now. What are we doing? You know, so I just want to make that clear. I don't think I don't, I don't want anyone thinking I'm mentioning this episode because you all need to dress like nuns or or look like scrubs or be unattractive. No, it's perfectly fine to be attractive. That's how God made you. He did not make you ugly. Um, but the second thing I want to mention is this, and it falls in line with that, you know, stay with me. But what you post on social media matters. It is a very serious matter. We've talked about this in previous episodes, but we have to address it now since we're talking about being saved and being sexy. Because a lot of Christians, they, you know, people want to be sexy, 
people want to attract what they want, especially when they single, you want to get noticed. You know, we can easily say that people shouldn't look, but let's be honest, man, what you're wearing can be a stumbling block for others. I know you want to say, well, if he can't control his lust, then he don't need to be, he need to be focused on this and he need to spend time in prayer. I get that, sis. And bro, I get that you want to post what you want to post and say that she shouldn't be looking or she shouldn't be saying this or she shouldn't be saying that. Bro, I mean, her comment came after you posted what you posted. So we have to also be aware that what we post on social media is very serious, you know, because there are some things that may not be a sin. Like there's no Bible verse saying thou shalt, thou shalt not. There is no, if you post this, you're burning in hell. You're not going to find that. But that doesn't mean we can indulge in it. And I know when I say things like this, you always have to bring scripture because people are going to think you're just making it up and legalism and you're making up rules that aren't there, you know, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is biblical. In Romans chapter 14, verses 12 through 16, I'm going to read it in NLT because I don't want anyone to misinterpret what these verses are saying. It says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and I'm convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died, then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. I know that verse Paul was using the example of food, but that was because some people believe foods were offered to idols. So people were saying, I'm not going to eat this. Basically, I'll just be a vegan because they offered that piece of chicken to their, their false God. And Paul is like, yeah, I know there ain't no other God, but my God and, you know, all those sacrifices mean nothing, but because that piece of chicken is going to make my brother sin emotionally, mentally, they're, they're going to be offended by my actions. He said he is not going to eat that piece of chicken. The problem with us is we know posting that booty pic, posting that abs picture, posting certain things is going to make someone stare at prints that they shouldn't be staring at. And we say, well, they shouldn't have looked. But Paul said, because I don't want you to stumble, I am going to avoid it. And that's why I believe it's important for us to take other people in mind. I get that to you is no big deal. I get that you probably genuinely, you probably were very genuine in the fact that you didn't think your thong picture was going to make anyone less. Maybe, you, maybe you're very genuine. Maybe when you did that side pose, maybe brothers, when you wore, when you wore those pants so tight that women could see the print of, you know, your manhood, maybe you genuinely thought no one would notice, but I'm letting you know, you have to take into consideration that it can make someone else stumble, you know, because sometimes we're cautious, you know, and not allowing our parents or our pastors to see what we post, you know, and me, I'm, I'm a certain person that I don't, I don't care what people post, you know, I'm just going to mute you. If I care to have you on my page, I'm going to unfollow. If it, you know, if I find it inappropriate, cause I'm not trying to lust after you, then I'm going to have to get you off my page. But I can recall many people blocking me, you know, because they didn't want anyone in leadership or any of the church people seeing their stuff. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to snitch because I genuinely don't care. <laughs> you know, if you want to be grown, 
be grown. I've even had family members block me, you know, when they wanted to, you know, leave church. And it's just like, listen, you go ahead and be great. But I also can respect that because they didn't want, you know, somebody to see stuff that they shouldn't, you know, but my thing is, why do we have so much reverence for leaders than we have for God himself? Why is it that we're not worried that, man, Jesus saw that I was, you know, posting this. Jesus saw that I was posting that. You know, we need to understand that this is someone who's saying that what you're doing could be could probably be no sin at all, but it can cause someone else to fall. And that's why we need to avoid it. You know, so it's like we we have to get back to the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9 and 10, 9 verses 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The first thing we need is a proper reverence for God. Because when you reverence Jesus, he, it will lead to you acting a different way. When you when you actually start thinking with Jesus in mind, and you become Christ-focused. When we start having a Christ-centered heart and a Christ-centered mind, we start thinking about what our actions will do. But a lot of times we sin because we're not thinking about God. Let's be honest. We're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about our future, our plans, our whatever. But when we start thinking about God first, it leads to us acting differently, not because you're trying to earn your salvation, but because you're because you are saved, you're aiming to live a consecrated life. You're aiming to live a life that now pleases him. You know, and and I know I was talking about what I post matters, you know, but it also matters um, who you're following. You know, we had an episode on that. I don't know if you guys listened to it. If you did it, go back, check it out. Um, Because it dives into more detail. But Psalms 101 verse 3 says this, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. You know, other translations call that wicked thing vile or vulgar or meaningless. You know, and I just texted my wife this week and I was just like, yo, I got to unfollow this dude. Like it was a a guy that, you know, following. And it's like since I follow this man, he it's like he he's allergic to clothes. Bro never has a shirt on. And I, I'm just very confused by it. Like, so I was barely on social media, but she was like, oh, she, she noticed, but she didn't realize, you know, that was something that he did often. And I'm just looking like, well, since I followed, that's all I've been seeing. You know what I mean? So it's very easy. No, obviously, if I'm on social media a lot, I'm going to see more that I don't need to see. But at the end of the day, it's just like, just because I'm not attracted to men doesn't mean I don't find that type of stuff inappropriate. You know, so we have to we have to be willing to address certain things. Some people you have that relationship with them, hold them accountable. Some people you don't even know, and you're following that popular model actor, and you know their pictures are either offending you, either stimulating lust in you, or just are inappropriate. You know what I mean? So at some point we have to be we have to be real with ourselves because me, I, I'm talking about unfollowing a guy, but there's plenty of women as well that that had to be the case. A lot of times we're following things that we know are leading us away from God. It's like it's hard to pray now because the moment you think about prayer, that picture pop up in your head. That video you was watching on TikTok where sis was dropping it, you know, pop back up in your head. Or that video on YouTube where a bro was looking, you know, like a snack. And now sis, you're trying to pray and that snack is back up in your head. You know, so you have to understand that these things play with your mind. You know, and and it and and I know a lot of people. You know, they're sneaky. You know, <laughs> this generation especially. I don't want to say this generation because I don't know how the old people used to do it, but we're very sneaky. You know, we try to sneak and do things. You know, so we we put our page on private. You know, so nobody knows that what you're wearing. Nobody knows what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, you're hiding. You're hiding it from me. You're not hiding it from God. Like 
you can block me. You can't block God from seeing what you're doing. Even if it's in your heart, God sees the sin that is in our heart. God sees the lust in my heart that needs to come out, the pride in my heart that needs to come out, the, the fear in my heart that needs to come out, the addictions that I'm hiding that needs to come out. God sees all these things. You know, just because it's in your close friends, that doesn't mean it's appropriate. I don't care if all your close friends are not going to judge you because they ain't in the church. That doesn't mean it's appropriate. You know, I once had a young lady, you know, put me in her close friends, you know, and Safa and I are both friends with her. Um, so I asked Safa, are you and this person's close friends? And Safa was just like, no, so I already found, okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> why am I in your close friends and my wife is it? But sis was like posting underwear pictures in there, bro. And I was like, there's no way this is real life. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Bear in mind, she can have a million people in her close friends, but I don't know if I'm the only person in it. And they were trying to get a reaction out of me because why wouldn't you want my wife to know that I'm viewing something that she can't see? And that's where it's just like, ah, this is a dangerous game to find yourself in. So I just had to mute them because it was a friend of ours. I just stayed away from them and, you know, kept my distance. But it's just like, come on now, man. I know you're hiding it from your pastor. But you're not hiding that from God. (laughs) You know what I mean? So listen, if you're one of those people, Listen, just go ahead and repent for me. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we all got our struggles. I'm not making it seem like you're the only one who struggles. I'm not making it seem like I've never tried to tempt someone or I've never been tempted. No, we've probably all been in these scenarios before, but we have to understand that what we put in front of our eyes is going to have an effect on us. You know, and I, I strongly believe that it's not godly to post a thirst trap and then try to drop a Bible verse underneath with it in the caption. Like, Tell me I'm not the only person who's seen that foolishness. Please tell me, like, screen, screenshot you listening to this episode right now, wherever you're at. and Or if you got a screen record, put it, put me in your story right now. Tell me I'm not the only person that has seen someone posting thirst traps and then putting, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Ma'am, that is not what David was talking about. Paul was not, when, when Paul said God will supply all my need according to his riches and glory, he was not talking about that thong picture. He was not talking about that. We all know he was not talking about that. So you please stop taking by God's word out of context because that's just nasty. You're just being nasty. You're trying to seduce somebody in Jesus' name. You're trying to lay hands, but not in the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just wrong. To me, man, that's just inappropriate and super tacky. Like you're mad lame for that. Like trying to trying to look spiritual, but you know, good at bro, we get it. You got abs, fam. We get it. You swole. We get it. But listen, if you want to post a thirst trap, just go ahead and in your caption put this is my thirst trap. But don't don't be trying to over spiritualize it, saying the Lord is on my side. Listen, the Lord ain't on your side in this picture. Child, the Lord is off to the side while you being a little rebel. That's what's happening. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So Jesus doesn't care about us putting Psalms 1 under our silhouette challenge. You know, you could you could twerk it all you want, but don't don't involve my God with that nonsense. You know, so obviously I have no transition coming out of that, but I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor of the episode. <laughs> but shout out to today's sponsor of the episode, man. BetterHelp is a resource that I'm telling you guys about because Christians, we have to prioritize our mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed therapist. Um, whenever you need them, you'll be able to access them. So you can connect in a safe and private online environment. So COVID friendly. Don't worry about anything stopping you from speaking to someone if you need help. 
Um, you can set up phone calls, video calls, email them, whatever it is that you need to get the help that you, whatever it is that you have to do to get the help that you need, be able, you are able to do that. So if you're facing some type of depression, stress, and anxiety, you know, some type of anger or trauma, they are there to assist you. So in fact, many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And I know I say that, but there are people out of the country that have been using this. People have also reached out to me saying they've used it. Um, if you're feeling burdened down, I want you to enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Again, that's, excuse me, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Back to the episode. So now I want to mention another point, which is how we dress will affect our witness. And I know that's not something that gets preached on a church, but, you know, I think that the truth still stands with that. And I say that because I want to read this verse in First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. It says this, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused them. For the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. You know, so God sent Samuel to anoint the next king over Israel. And God told Samuel that the man he almost shows, Jesse's first child that he, you know, that he presented to God, excuse me, was the wrong choice. You know, Samuel probably assumed he fit the description of a king perfectly. You know, many people look like a Christian, but not many have the heart behind their looks, you know, but that's a topic for a whole nother day, <laughs> you know, but we see that he almost anointed a guy that he assumed, oh, that, that got to be the king, you know, because of how he looked, you know, but my reasoning for reading this verse is that God is the only one that can see our heart. God said, I don't look at people the way that you all look at people. People always see the outward appearance. I'm looking at your heart. So people will always see how you look and how you act. So you can claim to love God. You can go to church eight days a week. You can speak in more tongues than the Apostle Paul. I don't care whatever spiritual thing you're doing, but people will only be able to see your outward appearance. So you may say, oh, yeah, I'm wearing this, but I mean, I love God. I, you know, I'm not doing this out of impure motives or whatever it is that you may say. People only see the outside appearance. You know, I remember growing up in a church where, um, you know, they said a certain thing was a sin. You know, if you do this, is a sin. I'm not going to get into what it is. But if you do this, is a sin, right? Um, so there's a lot of people who didn't agree. So they left. You know, a lot of people who did agree, they stayed. Um, but let's just say, because I was in a church when I was younger. So now when I look 20 years later from when we were first hearing that teaching, you know, when I was a child, now, what they were saying was a sin is now acceptable. So now I remember someone saying they went back to the church and the people were doing what they what they used to condemn his generation about. 
So you told my generation, if you do this, you're going to hell. But now this generation is doing it. So now he may not see your heart behind why you changed the rule, but he's looking at the outward appearance that, no, this is hypocritical. This is you telling me that I have to look a certain way, I have to do a certain thing for God to be pleased, you know, and if God isn't, you know, and if I'm not doing it, God isn't pleased. But all of a sudden, God is pleased. God didn't change over a 20-year span. So what was the difference? You know, so we have to understand that people are always looking at our outward appearance. People are always going to notice that. You know, you may not think about it, you know, so casually like, yeah, you may think you may take it as something casual, but it's a serious matter. You know, it'll affect how you try to witness the people, how you try to evangelize the people, because you cannot influence a world that you imitate. Because if you told me that doing X, Y, Z is a sin and now you're doing it, then how do you tell me that God loves me and wants to pull me out of sin when you're doing the same thing I'm doing? You don't look any differently than me. We're doing the same things. We're looking the same way. So in a sense, it looks as though this is like, man, you guys are just adding rules that are just tradition or culture, but it's nothing biblical. So that's why it's important that we understand that when we turn to Jesus, people are going to notice. But if they see no changes in our lives, they're going to think we're a joke or they're not going to take us seriously or they're going to overlook what we're saying, despite all the facts that you may bring, despite all the truth that may be in the statements that you say, people are going to look at you like, well, um, that doesn't really add up for me. You know what I mean? It, that's just not going to work, you know, because this generation is just not the ones that tolerate that type of nonsense. And I know this type of, you know, this type of teaching can get me unfollowed, can make people stop listening to the podcast, but I still believe that God does have standards for his people. And I know things vary across culture and, you know, certain things in the Bible were spoken to certain specific groups of people. I get that type of concept. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but I do know God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means if God believed, hey, don't put a, a fitted cap on your head in the year of 213 AD, then that means in 2021, it's still him against hats. You know what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that. Like people try to use God and with this progressive Christianity mess saying, you know, oh, stop being so intolerant and, you know, all kind of nonsense words they use. But if something was a sin in the Bible, it's probably a sin today, you know? But I know I'm not in the majority, so I love y'all if you're still listening to this episode. <laughs> but like I was saying, man, you cannot imitate the world and influence them at the same time. It's either we are going to impact the world or we're going to allow them to negatively impact us. So if we say we love him, we shouldn't be focused on keeping up with trends or keeping up with all the, the fashionable things. And no, but we should be aiming to please God. Many of us, you know, we're probably wearing less or posting certain things because the social media algorithm, it tells us that if we if we dress like this, we'll get our likes up. If we wear a little less, we'll get our likes up. The music industry, you'll see a Christian hip hop artist or a Christian gospel artist or whatever wearing nothing. Like It's just like, man, that's kind of tacky, but they know if they do certain things, they get more followers. More followers means more money. So a lot of people try to do these things because the algorithm tells them this, culture tells them do this and you will succeed. But I don't want to gain this world and lose my soul. I don't want to gain this world and lose out on my walk with God, lose out on what God wants to do in my life right now. You know, so we see this, this verse in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 it says, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? 
many times, you know, we speak on these controversial topics and people get really defensive. You know, I'm grown. I can do what I want. I can wear what I want. You know, they'll argue things and say, oh, those aren't biblical standards. You know, those are all just rooted in legalism. You know, I've seen a lot of people leave the church and, you know, form new churches and form some things that are really not biblical. They're just like social clubs that claim they love God. But in reality, the Bible is clear. We no longer belong to ourselves. Meaning, let me put it this way. I was in the military. Um, prior to the military, my first job, first real job was Abercrombie and Fitch. I know I'm black. You probably didn't expect that, but um, I was actually a model for Abercrombie. <laughs> you know, but I went to Abercrombie. I was finally growing my little mustache, man. Finally growing mustache. I'm like 20. The thing didn't even start till I was like 17. Abercrombie's like, we need our men clean shaven. I'm just like, all right, I need, I need that check. Keep up with these car payments. Clean shaven it is. So face is shaved. Now I get out, go to the military. Military, you are going to be clean shaven. You could keep your mustache, you know, unless you're boot camp, you shave it all off. Um, unless, you know, you have a facial condition where your face is going to bump up, you don't get to grow your beard. You know, so basically the military expects you to shave every day. Majority of the military is clean shaven every single day, right? So I did that. I followed those rules. You know, then I went to a church where they're saying, you know, the pastor never expected me to, he never told me to shave, not one time ever. Um, but then I remember other people saying that, you know, their pastors are making them shave and, you know, they were, they were upset. And I was just thinking like, man, like when work tells us we need to shave, nobody complains. But when the church tells us to do something, man, these people are legalism. These people are this and this. And bear in mind, I'm not saying men are supposed to shave their face. You know, I'm, I'm, I strongly believe that that's a masculine feature. That's how God made us. So if you want to grow your beard, bro, I am jealous because mine does not connect. That's one reason I don't even care to try. But, you know, my thing is, my point of saying this is many times we go off of our emotions rather than the word of God, because we're willing to submit to everyone except the church. And what do you think the church is getting some of these rules from the word of God? Right. And most of the things that they're saying, even if it's a personal preference, preference, a lot of times is rooted in a in a in a pure heart. And I think a lot of times our rebellious nature and I'm saying our because I've rebelled. You know, I don't want anybody thinking this podcast is about them. You know, I'm over here talking about sex, saving and sexy. And I'm here I am talking about beards, you know, but I think it's very possible that many times we try to we we comply to everything except the church. We comply to if you wanted to work at the bank or you wanted to be a lawyer and you showed up in some flip flops, you are getting sent home to change. If you do, if you decide I'm not changing, you do not work there anymore. And many unless you're an entrepreneur, you know, you have rules. Your job say be here at nine. Nine oh five is not early. 845 is when your job pretty much expects you there. So I think it's very much possible that we 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 do what we do what the world wants us to do. But when it comes to God, our flesh resists and we argue. We tell the preacher, get get these rules off of me. Somebody's probably already tuned off the, the podcast and somebody's looking like, oh, here they go with these rules. But my thing is, if we're saying that we love God, we have to understand that verse says you no longer belong to yourself. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Spirit, you no longer Verse 20 in 1 Corinthians 6 and 20 says that we were bought with a price, therefore glorified God in our body and in our spirit, which are God's. So you may think you can do whatever you want, but you can't. 
Yeah, let me, I just want that to, to sizzle in your spirit just a little bit. You can't just do whatever you want. You know, I know you think you can, and I know it's very much possible, you know, for many of us to, to feel big and bad. And, you know, I'm grown, but that's not what Christianity is. It's God is offering us an offer to die to ourselves, to live in him, to live in his ways. You know, sorry. Um, sorry about that. Quick pause. I had to text, text my wife. <laughs> I'm stopping her from eating her lunch. Uh, but yeah, so many times, you know, we, we forget that, man. These verses show us that I, many times we say, I'm going to church or I had a great time at church today. But in reality, the church building is not the church. I am the church. So am I aiming to be a good example of the church or am I aiming to be sexy? two different things. And, you know, so that's what I want us to address. You know, so if this is something you wear and you can't talk about Jesus in the process, maybe it's slightly inappropriate. You know, if somebody's going to look at you like, uh, you just came out of the club, big dog. You trying to tell me about what? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying people aren't going to judge you. There's a lot of people who think you can only talk about God if you're in a suit. That's not what I mean. You know, so, but my thing is, I don't want us to miss an opportunity to be a light for God. You know, and this doesn't mean to be a nun or dress like you're ready to preach a sermon. No, I'm just saying our bodies, we should never allow our bodies to stand in the way of someone meeting Jesus or or someone or being or have an opportunity to pray for someone or to, or to you know, encourage someone, you know, because people are going to see the outside appearance. No, you don't want them to look at it, but they will. People are going to judge you by how you look. I'm not telling you you're going to hell if you own a bikini. I'm just saying when you get dressed, understand that it reflects who we say we are as Christians. And it's not enough to just look Christian at church, but we should strive to represent God well, no matter where we are. You know, the fourth thing I want to mention, I'm going to start zooming through these because I see that I'm long winded. The way we dress is how we will be addressed. You know, there are some people, you know, that's obviously perverted. You know, it doesn't matter what you say or you do. They're going to be gross. All of our ladies can relate to some creep guy inside their inbox with all the, the the hard eye emojis, and he's doing absolute most. You know, you can't help those. I'm not talking about these people, but I want you guys to read Genesis 38 later on um, for full context. But there's a woman by the name of Tamar who was supposed to have a child by her husband, you know, but he passed away. You know, so she they tried to get her brother to do it, but he didn't. He didn't give her the child because he knows the child's going to be his brother's. It's not going to be his child for real. So this woman, she gets a plan. You know, she dresses a certain way and then deceives her father-in-law into sleeping with her. You know, so she dressed up as a prostitute. The way she covered her face is the way the prostitutes did in that time. And he thought it was a prostitute. He slept with her um, because that's who he thought it was. And, you know, and obviously, listen, the Bible can't get messy. I know many of y'all, y'all like loving hip-hop and Real Housewives of Atlanta, but the Real Housewives of Genesis, trust me, y'all, it was just as messy. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but he wouldn't have viewed her as a prostitute or even had sought after her for sex if she was dressed the way she normally is. She dressed a certain way and it deceived him into thinking it's another prostitute that he's going to sleep with because that's what they did apparently in those times, whatever. You know, but if we want to dress in a certain way that is sexy, we cannot be shocked that people are coming after us for sex. If my body is on full display, I am not going to be shocked when a woman is shooting her shot in my inbox. Or sis, yours is on full display. 
don't be surprised when that creepy guy starts saying good morning, beautiful every day for the next six years or until you block him. Like, you know, it's it's not something we, we can, you know, let's just let's just be honest, man. I feel like that's a problem. People in church don't want to be honest. We want to do what we want to do. And then we want to dance around the truth as if what we're as if we don't know that we're causing a stumbling block for someone. So just be honest, man. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying I want you guys to be boring and dry and get no more likes. That's not what I mean, man. But if you aren't very revealing and you aim to live a modest life, trust me, I know you're not going to get that much attention, you know, and it's perfectly fine to not be noticed by everyone. Not everyone who notices you is someone that will value you or respect you. I don't spend time hanging out at the Tesla dealership because I cannot afford one yet. I know people probably see our followers and think we booming. No, we ain't booming. And a few people we have on Patreon, we're using that to build our YouTube, <laughs> you know, so we have no one. Hey, hey, pause, Patreon plug, sign up. What are y'all waiting on? We are 70 people. We're trying to get to 100 by the end of this podcast. Can y'all do me a favor? Hmm? I'm going to put the link in the description. Go ahead and click that thing. Yeah. So back to this. I'm not hanging around the Tesla dealership because I can't afford one just yet. You know, but that doesn't mean Tesla is losing its value because Tavares isn't there. That's not how it works. Now there's Tesla going to drop their prices $20,000 so I can afford it. They're not about to drop their prices. If you can afford it, you come my way. And if you can't manage me, stay away from me. You know, so I want many of you guys to understand that you don't need to lower yourself to get someone else to notice you. No, don't ever do that, especially you ladies. I know he likes your picture or notices you when your breasts or your booty is out. But if he doesn't rep- love your mind and love your face and love your personality, he does not value you. He values what you can do for his flesh. You know, and like I was saying, so many think, you know, if I say something like this, so how will I get married if no one is noticing me? How does that even work? But you don't need to compromise who you are for God, for the person that God is sending. Who you are spiritually is not going to have to compromise because God is going to send someone that helps you spiritually. You will find God's you will find God's will as you seek him. You won't find his will if you're compromising spiritually. You're going to get led to a distraction if that's the case. You know, so if all we're posting our breasts, legs and thighs, don't be shocked when them dogs come looking for a bone. When he comes thinking, you know, after the first date, he's supposed to get sex. So you're waiting on marriage, but you're sending him nudes. He's going to think, nah, she bought that life. Or, bro, you're telling her, nah, I'm just trying to honor God. I'm trying to do the right thing. But you over here feeling her feeling on her. You're doing all these things. No, 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 no. That ain't how it works. You know, if you're a godly man or woman and you want to be treated that way, you must first treat yourself that way. Please don't block me. I genuinely love y'all. I know it. I know it doesn't sound like it today, but I genuinely love y'all. And the last thing I'll mention is please check your motives. Each and every one of us. That's something we need to do every day. Because every time we think, ah, I got it all together, that's the day that we stumble. Because beauty isn't a problem, man. There's no problem in the in hitting a gym, you know, doing your squats. I go to the gym five days a week. Almost every single week I'm there five days a week. And I know I'm not going only because I want to stay healthy. I'm going also because I love to eat. <laughs> you know, and I'm also going because I love the progress that comes along after, you know, exercise, after, you know, disciplining myself to continuously go. I love how I look, you know. And there's no problem with fashion. I don't care, you know, as much as I did in the past, you know, but I still love quality fashion. I love knowing that my clothes are matching, 
that my outfit is fire, that some some guy wanted to know where I got it from, so he might cop it, or some lady was like, oh, that looks that's a nice outfit, that's some nice shoes. I, I who doesn't love that? You're you're in denial if you're if you're telling me that. You know what I mean? Unless you're dead to your flesh, flesh completely, you know. But we're not all there yet, you know. We're not all the deepest people on the planet, you know. So I love the fact that knowing my outfit is on point. Or when I see somebody else clean up nicely or they come in, you know, they're ready to kill a game. You know, they about to break Instagram when they post that next picture. You know, they look fire. But if my focus is to get someone to lust after my body, then that means my heart isn't right. My motive behind buying those clothing wasn't right. I just needed attention or I just needed someone to look at my butt or my chest or my whatever. Then that means that my heart behind this wasn't right. You know, because I understand you're shapey, sis, but the only thing in the store you found attractive was the stuff that made you look extra thick. It's just like, ah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you didn't mean wrong, but that's what I'm saying. Ask God to check our motives. I can't search your heart. I'm only asking God to search mine, and I'm asking you to pray that you ask God to search yours because it's never going to be God's will for you to seduce anyone that's completely reserved for your spouse, no one else. You know, and if the man is hitting those bicep curls and doing them abs, you know, and you're trying to kill it, great. But if you're doing it so you can post and seduce women or doing it because you know them likes going to go up and you know them girls going to be noticing you, come on, bro. Then you know God isn't pleased with those actions. You know, and I know a lot of things I said weren't ideal. You know, you may disagree with what was said, but before you decide to get mad at me, to put a one star rating, to unfollow to tell all your friends how judgmental I am. Because I hear it all the time. I'll tell somebody, Jesus is Lord. And somebody's like, oh, you're so judgmental. Why you got to be Lord? What about the Buddhists? Listen, bro, just follow someone else. <laughs> you know. But before you get mad, please do these next couple things. One, study those verses that were mentioned. Two, pray and ask God to work on your heart. Because if you work on your heart and your heart is pure, the dressing will follow suit. I mean, I think that's the problem with modern Christianity. Many times we fix our dressing before our heart. So now we're just wearing things because other people are going to think we're saved or other people are going to look at us like we're spiritual. But inside, we're dying spiritually because we looked apart, but our hearts were never renewed. Our hearts were never transformed. So ask God to work on your heart. And lastly, speak to your pastor or spiritual leader. Ask them if they believe that what you're wearing or what you're posting on your social media reflects a walk with God. You know, or does it cause others the less? Because many of you, you have some spiritual friends and you may not listen to them, or many of you probably don't. But I think a lot of your pastors, if you if you actually go to a true biblical church, are going to be honest with you and let you know that what you're doing may not be best, you know, a best representation of the God you're claiming to serve. So I know, heavy topic today. <laughs> but let me end it with this, with this verse right here. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. My challenge to you today is stop aiming for sexy, but strive for beauty. And we're going to do an episode soon on a biblical perspective of what beauty actually is, because it's a lot more than just looks. But for those who stay to the end, be sure to subscribe, share with a friend, leave a review, Join on Patreon. Show some support to the page. The pages have been a blessing to you all. I know this is a free resource, but I'm not too proud to beg. 
join in on what God is doing through this page. And we're trying to do more, but we need your support. So consider joining on Patreon or Facebook group or whatever group and however you can give, whether Cash App or PayPal. Love y'all. Talk soon. And pray for Safa, you know, because she's pregnant. <laughs> 31 weeks as you guys are listening to this episode. And we're just praying for a safe delivery, healthy baby, and that all goes well. Love y'all. Peace.